Wow, we have made it to 31 days of wisdom. Lessons from the book of Proverbs, day 31. You know, when I first set off to do this adventure, I had no idea what it would fully look like. I was just being obedient to a word I heard from Holy Spirit to do this. And look how much we've all been encouraged. Look how much we've all learned. Look how much we have all grown in wisdom. Listen, it's here. Go back and listen to it whenever you need to. Take what you need to take. But let God be God. Let Jesus be Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. Now, we're going to be in chapter 31 today. I'm not going to do the stereotypical proverbial thing that's in, no pun intended, that's in chapter 31 about the virtuous woman or about the bride of Christ, however you choose to see it from your perspective or lead it. I want to do something different. It's no disrespect to what that chapter brings. And and before anybody says that or feels that way, I want to go ahead and debunk and send this out when there were certain things that were aimed towards men, like in chapters five and six and other chapters, we also made sure that we included women to bless women, to warn women, to counsel, exhort and advise women, and also to generalize certain things that these are spirits that can attack both male or female. So I don't want you to feel that I'm not giving woman or the bride of Christ, who's all God's sons and daughters just do, I want to do something different. And wisdom causes us to excel and not just do the same things. We learn this in Proverbs chapter eight. So I'm just going to read verses one through nine. And These verses give us instruction of how to live as kings. Now, Revelation chapter 5 says that all God's sons and daughters are kings and priests sent, deployed, commissioned by Yeshua into the earth. If we go all the way back to Genesis and we see Melchizedek, who was both king and priest, we see certain aspects of this in even Abraham. We see that this birthright has been passed on to the firstborn as well. We journey throughout all, you know, the Pentateuch and um, the Old Testament, and we see how God set up certain things and certain people. For instance, the priestly ministry was within Aaron, and then Moses had a kingly anointing on him as he was the leader of leaders. Of, of all the leaders in Israel, especially the main three, his own siblings, Miriam and Aaron, Moses was the choice chosen leader by God, not by man. That's something we have to realize, everyone. Whether if we, you see, I think we talk about this. I'm not sure which day, maybe day 26. It, that day 26 was really good. It was really good. Really, really, really good. Um, But we talk about this, that what happened when people went against God ordained leaders. Now, that can go all ways and people have all sorts of opinions about that. But understand how you're positioning and posturing yourself about what God has either permitted and allowed or it was his perfect will. Now, we have been talking about discussing, I think, a lot of the latter portions of Proverbs deal with how we can pray for governing and civic leaders. 
even all leaders in all seven of the mountains is not just those ones, but the idea about that and how we can position ourselves and also how we can see God, his hand and watch his hand move on those who are wicked. So be encouraged in those things. Get out of the carnal nature, get out of the flesh. That's for all of us. But I wanted to provide that simple, quick wisdom. I feel that this can be multiple ways. Let's just go twofold. Verses one through nine is for the body of Christ, just as the other portions are as well. Remember, we're kings and priests. But also, this is how the emerging leaders, let's say threefold, rather twofold, emerging leaders, how to position ourselves and yourselves right now as well. God has set you apart. He's called you apart for such a time as this. You have a kingly anointing on you. It is quite distinguished. It is quite, we just talked about that. It wasn't that Aaron's anointing was lesser to Moses in the sense of that Moses was better than Aaron, but the kingly anointing on Moses was quite different than the priestly anointing on Aaron and Aaron's house. And now the cool thing about Aaron is that it extended throughout his generations. That did not happen with Moses. Moses was not a good biological father. We don't hear anything about Moses' sons picking up his ministry or his authority or being transferred to the bloodline. However, we do see it transfer to his spiritual son, but it's in a different and new way even. Now, we have so much discourse about that. And when I say discourse, I mean, I, I give a lot of teachings and studies on that. And we've been even talking about what that looks like. The transfer is supposed to happen, but it's different. It is not the same mandate. It's the same thing with Isaac and Jacob. Isaac and Jacob had a similar mandate as the progenitor, as the godfather, Abraham, but it looked different in each generation. And it, it culminated in Jacob, that it did not in Isaac or in Abraham. So understand that as these transfers happen, as the impartations happen, the ones that are supposed to happen, because that not every not everyone's going to get, well, let me phrase that. We should all have a transfer from previous generations, but it's not all going to look like it looked with Abraham, Isaac, and then to Jacob, or it looked with Moses and Joshua. Some of us are going to look like Daniel. Some of us are going to look like Ruth. Some of us are going to look like Esther. Some of us are going to look like Rahab. Some of us are going to look like Daniel, excuse me, David, Samuel, and Joseph, Jacob's son. Understand these things. And the third thing I want to present and, and just provoke you in thought, because I think I've done enough preaching, but we'll let the spirit lead, is this is how we can hold or estimate or even esteem and support and pray for our chosen leaders. I feel like a lot of what the latter portions of Proverbs deal with is leadership and, and how to view, how to see how to accurately judge, how to support and pray leaders. So let's get straight into it. Again, we're reading from the Passion Translation. It has been so good, you all. I thank you so much for journeying with me on this. I thank you so much for being faithful and staying in the fight. 31 days, but we push through. I decree a new cloak of wisdom over you that shall be overarching, that shall pierce through every month 
throughout time from now all the way to January and you will see, live, act and be anew. I decree success and victory over the lives of you who have been steadfast and faithful to endure, to partner with, to submit, to humble yourself to what God has decreed and said for you, for us in this year concerning the spirit of wisdom. King Lemuel's royal words of wisdom. These are the inspired words my mother taught me. Listen, my dear son, son of my womb, you are the answer to my prayers, my son. So keep yourself sexually pure from the promiscuous wayward woman. Don't waste the strength of your anointing on those who ruin kings. You'll live to regret it. For you are a king, Lemuel, and it's never fitting for a king to be drunk on wine or for rulers to crave alcohol. For when they drink, they forget justice and ignore the rights of those in need, those who depend on you for leadership. Strong drink is given to the terminally ill who are suffering at the brink of death. Wine is for those in depression in order to drown their sorrows. Let them drink and forget their poverty and misery. But you are to be a king who speaks up on behalf of the disenfranchised and pleads for the legal rights of the defenseless and those who are dying. Be a righteous king, judging on behalf of the poor and interceding for the most in need. That's it. Those are the actions and acts of a king. Those are the actions and acts of all of us. I like that part about speaking up for the disenfranchised, speaking up for those who are oppressed. You are different is what Lemuel is saying. There's a different spirit about you. We've covered what that looked like through various people. So it's time for the Josephs, sons of Jacob, to rise up, but not do the same things or make the same mistakes he made. It's time for the Moses and Aaron's to rise up and Miriam's. Time for the Joshua's to rise up. It's time for the Roots and Esther's and Rahab's to rise up. It's time for the, the Syrian girl and the story of Naaman to rise up, that little young one. It's time for the young kings like Josiah. It's time for the Davids and Solomons to rise up. It is definitely time for the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to rise up. It's time for the Pauls to rise up. Rise up. Let wisdom, wisdom from most high God, not earth's wisdom, not the world's system and wisdom. Remember, we're forsaking we're moving from old wives' tales, passed down wisdom from the generations that do not hold any power, authority, or weight, according to Yahweh. We are moving in the spirit and might of wisdom. Again, I can't thank you enough for being faithful in this journey, for listening, for tuning in, and for sticking in the fight. I pray blessing upon blessing upon blessing for you with wisdom, that you are truly encouraged, that you're going forward with new light, that you are expedient, and that wisdom is causing you to excel. Blessings.